Next on BYU Sports Nation, pick your primetime performer. Which BYU football player will be the best on offense this season and why it might not be the quarterback? Kyrus Tonga says he wants to go pro after this season. Why we are okay with it in football but not Cougar hoops. Plus the curious case of quarterback Jaron Hall. What's the best way to use him if he's not playing quarterback? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live on a Friday. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy June 21st. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Master of the Selfie, Jerem Jordan. It's National Selfie Day. Let's take one right now on my phone. Okay. And I'll tweet it out during the break. Let's do it. It's a great radio. Smile big. Yay. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that picture's going out. We'll tweet that out. Maybe I'll do it now. That picture is going out. I zone out for a minute at this part anyway. You do it. You do that. I'll set up the show. I normally don't listen right now, so go ahead. Here is your Friday show lineup. (laughs) Parties on the west side. Dalton Nixon of BYU Basketball on his new role with a new basketball staff. The curious case of Jaron Hall how the Cougars plan to implement him if he's not actually playing quarterback. And BYU basketball has probably the most efficient moving day ever for assistant coach Nick Robinson. And don't forget, Jerem, as you tweet that out, the sandwich you never knew you needed but can't live without. All within a little segment we call hashtag this. And now this is how we do your Friday BYU Sports Nation headlines. According to initial report in the Salt Lake Tribune, BYU junior wide receiver Neil Pau was arrested on suspicion of DUI on June 8th by BYU police. Pau pled not guilty to those charges on Wednesday. On media day, junior defensive tackle Kairos Tonga told the Salt Lake Tribune he plans on going pro after this season, saying, that's my mentality and that's what I'm going for right now. Also saying, we will see how the season goes. Tonga, 6'4", 325 pounds, has 49 tackles, 8.5 tackles for loss in two seasons in Provo. Peter Quest was named to the Division I Ping All-American second team on Thursday by the Golf Coaches Association of America. Quest is also the West Coast Conference Player of the Year and All-Region honoree. He won five tournaments during the season. Incredible. His teammate and junior Rhett Rasmussen was named All-American Honorable Mention. And in AAA, former Cougar Brendan Lund went 3-for-4 with a home run and two RBIs and a 12-11 Bees win. Lund has six jacks this season. The Bees host the Fresno Grizzlies tonight. All rise and shout. It is time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Captain Obvious here, but it is difficult for the quarterback in football to not be the most influential player or usually the best player on offense. Just because of the sheer number of times he touches the ball, he's the captain of the offense. If you will, he's the turkey and potatoes at Thanksgiving. Do you have Thanksgiving dinner without turkey and potatoes? Maybe, but not usually. That said, it's not automatic that the quarterback is the best player on offense. In BYU's case, they have some proven playmakers outside of Zach Wilson. Jerem, for BYU, who will be the best player on offense this season? Zach Wilson. One, he's already rated as a very good player. Truth. Uh, his 157 pass efficiency in the nine games he played, seven starts, was ninth best of any quarterback in a season at BYU with a minimum 100 passes thrown. The back half of that schedule is not as strong as the front, but 
I keep saying it. It gives us a taste of what he could be, right? And uh, he also graded out really well with Pro Football Focus. In fact, it's so good. It's our stat of the day. Okay. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Pro Football Focus College graded Wilson as an 82.6. Second best QB in the West to Stanford's KJ Costello. Are you kidding me? Okay, so that's my first point. My second, he has to be. Like you said, he understands that he's going to have to be good for BYU to be good. Um, and we think that BYU's got a good offensive line. We think BYU's got a rising star in Lopini Katoa and perhaps a guy with something to prove in Tyson Williams and Emmanuel Isupa and a uh, rising star in perhaps Tyler Algier as well in the future. We think the tight ends are dope-tastic. We think the receivers can be better. BYU's offense was different with Zach Wilson. 11 points better per game, 109 y- more yards per game, 1.8 touchdown per game, basically 11 points. The schedule was easier, I know, but BYU was better. And third, I could see a counter-argument to all of this. James Empey was the pro football focus number one center. Yes, he was. Brady Christensen was the number two sophomore tackle coming into the season. So was it the offensive line? And Wilson wasn't the best freshman quarterback in the country. That would obviously go to Clemson's Trevor Lawrence, but you also have Justin Fields, Adrian Martinez, Brock Purdy from Ohio State, Nebraska, and Iowa State, respectively. I think that Zach Wilson, however, is and will be the best offensive player BYU has. That seems like the logical, and if it's not, then BYU is probably in trouble. But it's, it seems like then the logical thing. Then they're seven and five in the right? regular yeah. season, probably. Yes, Zach Wilson is the turkey and potatoes of BYU Don't you football. Ever call Zach Wilson Thanksgiving turkey. dinner, <laughs> but sometimes, Jerem. That key lime pie or that pumpkin pie or those sweet potatoes or those green beans with bacon are so good that they steal the show. And no just way. maybe green beans over turkey. Just maybe that guy is Matt Bushman. And here is the case for Matt Bushman. I think according to the coaches, they trust him the most of any playmaker on offense. Jeff Grimes has been extremely complimentary of his ball skills, saying he has the best ball skills of anybody on the team. He's probably the most proven. He was a freshman All-American. They didn't utilize him a ton until late in the season, but when until they Zach did... Zach Wilson threw him the ball. And then Zach Wilson got better because of Matt Bushman. And vice versa. He's Zach's bailout option. Zach made a couple of questionable passes in the bowl game and against Utah, and guess what? Matt Bushman made him look awesome because he, in some cases, stole away an interception, went up, made a play on the ball, and it turned out well. Zach threw 18 for 18 because of Matt Bushman. (laughs) He's the only returning All-American in a playmaker position. Yes, he was a freshman All-American, but I think he has pro prospects Definitely a potential guy that we could see playing on Sundays in the NFL. So if it's not Zach Wilson, I think it might be Matt Bushman, who is the best offensive player. It's going to take something extraordinary, and Zach Wilson is going to have to throw him the ball a ton. But just maybe the key lime pie steals the show at Thanksgiving. I think it's hard at BYU for the quarterback not exactly not to be your best player. If and Matt Bushman's going to be as good as Zach Wilson is, right? And Zach Zach can be better than that. Easily. So, yeah, what BYU needs is several very good options. BYU needs a good – Gregor Bell talked about it. You need uh, a trio of a really good running back, a really good pass catcher, and hopefully you have a tight end and a receiver, and uh, we shall see. Those two guys were the best players on the field for BYU on offense against Utah, and 
Uh, and certainly Zach Wilson was the best against Western Michigan, but we just hope that those two show up in how many days? A countdown to the youths. 69 days. And Alrighty. now okay. to topic two. The NBA draft went down last night. Two Zags went in the first round for the first time in school history with Rui Hachimura. I learned last night that Rui means baseball base in Japanese. Nice. <laughs> baseball base Hachimura and Brandon Clark. Looking ahead, next year's headline today, answer this. Yoli Childs is? Ah, signing an undrafted free agent contract with an NBA team to play in a summer league. Mm. I think Yoli Childs will be playing summer league basketball for some NBA franchise. Doesn't guarantee him a spot in the NBA. Doesn't even guarantee him a spot on a G League team. But I think Yoli will get better this year. He'll work with the staff, Mark Pope. This will be advantageous to him, and he will position himself a la Brandon Davies did after he came back for his senior year in a position where he can get to to those summer camps and more NBA eyeballs will see him. But I think he's signing an undrafted free agent contract with an NBA team. He'll be in an NBA summer league next year. Yoli Childs is, thanks, Corn Belly. Yoli Childs is undrafted. I would like to see Yoli Childs drafted. Perhaps second round is a possibility. I, I don't think he, he will be a first rounder. I'd love to be wrong about it. His shot would have to increase significantly. So from th- three-point range, he came back last year. He wanted to shoot more threes. He shot twice as many threes, but he increased his percentage by 1%. So I think he would have to go up probably 4 or 5% to show a kind of jump that would lend him to being able to be a three. I think he's a college four. I think he's a pro three. At 6'8", 225, bouncy, springy, great vertical, incredible rebounder, uh, solid defender. The other thing, he needs to be a better defender. He said as much in his press conference. I want to be the West Coast Conference Defensive Player of the Year. He wants to be Brandon Clark. Well, guess what? Brandon Clark's gone, so there's an opportunity there. By the way, it's just harder to be drafted. The draft used to have more rounds. It's two now. It's global, right? If There were guys last night going at the end of the first round that averaged single-digit points per game. So Yoli's a 20-10 and 10 guy. It's more about your athleticism and your build Length. and your, how you translate at the next level. So you could be a tremendous college player and not be an NBA player at all sometimes, right? 60 to 68, it was 21 rounds. Before that, it was unlimited just until no one was picked. Uh, 74, 10 rounds, 85, 7 rounds, 89, 2 rounds since then. So it's just, it's just hard to be drafted. Sure. Yeah, and... Uh... <sighs> There is no shame in being an undrafted free agent. There are several good players Fred Van Vliet was in undrafted. the league yeah. that went undrafted that still have considerable roles on their respective teams. Okay, So it's not – if you don't get drafted, it's not you're automatically shut out. And for that matter, if you get drafted in the second round, there's no guarantee you're oh, going to yeah. make the team. No, in fact, a lot of those guys don't make it. Yeah, it's shocking, it, really. It, like, I love watching the NBA draft. And then the second round, I'm like, I don't know who any of these guys are. But I like watching this. Speaking of drafts, we all know that Kyrus Tonga is on plenty of NFL draft radars. He's hoping that he has a junior season that would lend itself to him being drafted into the National Football League next year. And that would be great. Kalani Sitake is all in for that. Jerem, my question is, are you comfortable with Kyrus Tonga already planning on leaving after his junior season? Yes, because he would be drafted. My issue with the, uh, the Eric Mika and Elijah Bryant and almost Yoli Childs, although he came back, was if you aren't drafted in the NBA, why go? Wouldn't that be there? Wouldn't Europe or a G League or whatever be there in a year? 
Um, and I get that every situation is individual, absolutely. But just looking at it as a whole, if you go early, you better be drafted. Austin Collie left after his junior year. Fourth round. Because he was awesome. He had 1,500 yards, and he goes in the fourth round. So we go, oh, cool. What if Collie hadn't been drafted and he went to the CFL? We would have been ticked. Stay here. Do something special. Get on more radars. Do you know why Yoli Childs is on radars this year? Because he's done something significant. Now BYU might be in a tournament position. The more you win, the more you're noticed. That's how it works. And if you're on a terrible team, it's hard to be a great player and get noticed on a terrible team in college. So I, I have no uh, hesitation or uh, qualms against the idea of Kairos Tonga going early if he has that season. Yeah, I have no problems with him seeking an NFL future, especially if he has earned it on the field. And he's right. already, It's about win, though. He's already put himself yeah. in position to be in that discussion. But what can he do this year to crawl into that you know, first four rounds conversation? If he's going to go like sixth or seventh round, I'd be like, no, 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 no. Come back. Come back, okay. Position yourself to get in a First higher four, round. Probably. Yeah, you know, you want you want to be. I mean, realistically and most desirably, you want to be on the first two days. You want to be in one of those first sure three but if, rounds. If he went in the fourth round, I'd be fine. Yo, it'd be okay. Yeah, if he went, I'm I'm with you. And we'll have if we'll he have ended a good up idea. in the sixth or seventh, to be like, oh man. I mean, we had a good idea about Sione Takitaki. We we had a good idea that he was going to go somewhere between the third and fifth rounds. Right, but he was a senior, so it was whatever. If it's an underclassman, what I'm saying is, we there's enough information out there that we'll know if Kairos Tonga is going to go somewhere between the third and fifth rounds. Eh, yeah, we'll have an idea. Yeah, I don't I, think we'll know. I think we'll have an idea of just how much of a guarantee his pick would be. But hey, if he has a great season, why not? Our question of the day: Back to BYU football in 2019. Who will be the best player on the BYU offense this season? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At K. Wilkins answers on Twitter. Zach Wilson, because he touches the ball almost every play. He is confident, brash, and aggressive, yet also smart. He has a great feel for the game and is a quick learner. Hashtag BYUSN. A thought on the draft. If uh, NBA rosters are smaller, therefore you don't need a larger draft. But what if the NBA draft was five rounds? We would feel differently about this because we would say, oh, yeah, he's a third round. Yoli Childs is a third round pick. Without question. I get it or whatever. But the fact that it's two rounds and that the game is much more global. The Ziggy Ansah is very rare in, in football, but the Ziggy Ansah is actually pretty common in the NBA draft, if you will. There are guys that you're like, I've never heard of this guy. The analysts on the desk, desk for ESPN don't even know who it is, so they bring in the random international scout. Used to be our boy, Fran Fraschilla, now it's a different guy. It's, it's a different situation. You've got to be really stinking... Uh, your upside has to be really high. Certainly. I think Yoli Childs, you know what he is, and it's a good player. Hey, if you want to talk draft or you want to talk our question of the day, simple. Use the hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, the curious case of Jaron Hall. What Kalani Satake says he won't be doing this fall. Plus, Dalton Nixon of BYU basketball on life, marriage, and playing for a new coaching staff. And, his, and his Raptors. Oh, that, of course... We'll probably start with that. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, what's better, Zach Wilson's Australian accent or Lupini Katoa's Kawhi Leonard laugh? Go ahead, Spence. 
Watch BYU Media Day, part two now on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and the YouTube. Sorry, I wasn't ready for that one. (laughs) 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 It was so weird. It should have been more ready. And then he uh, was self-deprecating at the uh, parade, which was really funny. Yeah, yeah. He's... uh... He's uh, Mr. Cool. <laughs> is he? He's Mr. Emotionless. That's what he is. The, he's, a, he's a cyborg, dude. He's a robot. Oh, Ed Lem loves Kawhi Leonard. Probably. Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play, I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We welcome in our Friday guest now of BYU basketball, now a senior. Can't believe it. What? Dalton Nixon, welcome to the show as a senior. What's up, Dalton? Thanks, guys. Good to be here. It's been an uneventful summer for you, right? Oh, yeah. Nothing really going on? <laughs> just kind of bored? Oh, yeah. No, no, it's been busy. Got, got <laughs> married to uh, Taylin Ballard, so yeah. congratulations on that. How's that going? It's great. Yeah, it's been like a month and a half now that we've been married, and we're just settling in, and, you know, it's making life a lot more simple for us because, you know, we're still staying busy with our with our sports. And, she's a volleyball player. Yeah, she, you know, she's playing volleyball, and so, you know, it's a long summer of, you know, me coaching camps right now, and then she coaches camps in July, you know. So um, it's, it's been really busy, but it's going great. Your marriage is second only to what the Toronto Raptors and Kawhi Leonard just pulled off <laughs> winning the NBA Finals, correct? Yeah. Your, yeah, girl, oh. your boy Nick Nurse, the oh, coach. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, you know, just through the whole playoffs, you know, I was going crazy, and, you know, I was, a li- you know, a little, you know, skeptical in that 76er series, you know, um, but as soon as they, you know, they got things figured out there, and then you know went on to beat the Bucks. I, you know, I was like, man, we're gonna do this. Why the affinity for Nick Nurse? Uh, so you know, Nick Nick Nurse, he's he's an Iowa guy, and uh, you know, I was born in Iowa. My dad's family's from Iowa, uh, so my dad grew up, you know, seeing him in AU playing against him, and then uh, when Nick was at Northern Iowa, my uncle actually became like really good friends with him. My uncle was a manager for the Northern Iowa team, and. Um, ever since then, they've had a great relationship. And so ever since, you know, Nick was with the Raptors, you know, back in like when I was in high school, like 2013 or whatever, um, you know, every time they'd come play the Jazz, you know, it was a, you know, fun to go and, you know, be one of the few Raptors fans, you know, in Salt Lake. <laughs> I actually saw your parents after the Raptors game. In, Is that right? Like early in the season. I yeah. said, hey, what, what are you doing here? Like, oh, we know Nick Nurse. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. So, you know, like like Nick's the man and, you know, I don't I don't know him very well, but, just, you know, through this family connection, it's been really fun to like follow him and you know to to be able to see what he's done you know for that team and you know to have Kawhi Leonard and him him coaching Kawhi it's been a lot of fun and like really like it's just been way way cool to you know follow the Raptors and see what they've done when are you going to get an NN hat cuz he has oh, his own logo oh i've been i've been looking at, i've been trying to figure <laughs> out where i can get one of those if you see like my story after they won you know i was Posting like like Nick like in an interview, he's got his chain on, he's got his NN hat. I was like, you know, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have one of those one day. Maybe after a uh, BYU game or something. Oh or yeah, something. oh yeah. Yeah, we'll sure. figure out the international shipping involved with that, yeah. right? To get the <laughs> that's NN right. hat into America. <laughs> Dalton Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation. I mentioned it when uh, I brought you on initially, but this is your senior year. What are your emotions right now as you go into your final year of basketball, at BYU? You know, I'm really excited. It's it's weird because. It, you know, I'm going through like this is my last, you know, summer of workouts and this is, you know, the last opportunity that I'll have to play college basketball with a bunch of guys that I, you know, I love. And I think that these pieces are coming together, you know, with Coach Pope and his staff and, you know, Jake Toulson, you know, transferring back here, one of my best friends. Um, I just think we have something that could be really special this year, you know, and um, it's new, it's fresh for all of us, but it's a chance for us to, you know, recommit and, you know, have a, a new vision and, uh, you know, this next chapter of BYU basketball that I'm really excited to be a part of. 
Give us a sense of the urgency there because you mentioned Toulson and TJ, Haas, and Yoli Childs, and there's eight seniors, six on scholarship. Give us an idea of the sense of urgency from this group right now to put in the work to be ready. Yeah, I think um, one thing that really stands out about this group is we're a really experienced group. You know, like, you know, I'm going to be a senior, but I was on, you know, the last team that made made it to the NCAA tournament back in 2015. Yeah. You know, I didn't play. Are you the only guy that's been in the tournament? Um, It was you and Luke last year, yeah, I think, right? Yeah, it was me and Luke. I think that's about it. I, I mean, you. you have Jesse uh, when he was with Gonzaga. Went to a Final you, Four you know, or you know, something. Something, something like yeah. that. You know, but, you know, I didn't play a significant role on that, that team my freshman year. But being able to have that experience and, you know, want to go back to the NCAA tournament, I think that brings value to our team. And so all these pieces coming together, like you said, the, the seniors, you know, the sense of urgency that, you know, this is, this is the time now. You know, we have all these pieces. You know, Yoli's back for his senior year. Like, we have a, a really legitimate shot to, you know, to be able to, you know, contend with Gonzaga like we haven't before. You know, uh, you know, a few years ago, you know, like we've, we've beaten Gonzaga in the past. You know, we've beaten St. Mary's. So we've all been able to see, like, these, these flashes of, you know, we can do this. We can, we can be that team. And so we really want to be elite. We want to be great. How are things different with your new coaching staff? I re- I really like Coach Pope and the staff that he's built here. I think something that really stands out to me is, you know, the, one of the first things that he said is that you know he wanted to take time individually to to recruit each of us. I think it's new for all of us to have a new coach, but I think that he's really done a good job to you know develop a relationship to develop this trust because at the end of the day, like when we have this chemistry, when we have this trust as a team, and we're all working towards the same goal, which you know we we make clear to everyone, I think that we could really have a great year. In no way is this meant to disparage the previous staff at all, but what's, what's the, I guess, difference now in, in terms of what you do in the coaching style of Mark Pope and the staff? Um, I, I think, you know, Coach Pope is, is very energetic, very charismatic, and I think, you know, it's a little different than, you know, we had such a, a, a tradition in place. You know, we had s- such great routine with Coach Rose and his staff. And, and so I, it's different for all of us, but in, in a good way. You know, it's something that, you know, it's a, it's a fresh start. It's something that we have to adjust to, and it's a new challenge. And so I think that's the difference there, you know, not to discredit, in, you know, anything that Coach Rose did because what he did was phenomenal and has prepared us for this opportunity. But to have Coach Pope in the position he's in and all that he's doing with his staff is great for us. Mark tweeted uh, that the team has put up 115,000 shots or something, you know, since April 23rd. This is like a week ago. Yeah. Is the Shot Tracker a new program you It using? is. Yeah, Shot Tracker is a new program, which is uh, great to help us, you know, track our shooting, track our progress. And that's something that we've really been trying to focus on is to have this deliberate practice in mind. And this offseason is a perfect time for each of us to improve our individual games and to be prepared so that when fall comes, you know, we're, we're rolling as a team. So what is Shot Tracker? Obviously, it tracks yeah, your shots. Yeah, it tracks your shot. You know, we have a little chip that, you know, is in my name in the system or whatever, and then I put it on my shoelaces, and we have, you know, these these game balls that have the another chip inside. And so, you know, when I come into the annex, I put it on my shoe, I start shooting with this ball, and then I have an app that can show me my progress, can show me that, you know, I shot, you know, 60%, 70% from the field, you know, in various spots. So it's really good to be able mm. to see that. BYU basketball senior Dalton Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, as you approach your senior year, what type of role do you expect to play on this team? How will things change for you? I, I've, been, I've been around these guys for a couple of years now, and I want to be a glue guy. I want to be someone that you know, my teammates can trust. You know, I want to be someone that 
is a warrior out there, someone that really battles, and and I want to make winning plays for my team. And you know, whatever role that is, I just want to be able to give a hundred percent this this senior year. I want to have no regrets, and I want to go and do something special, make a run in the tournament. That's what I'm expecting. I know you're a good three point shooter. What are you shooting this summer? Because I know last season wasn't. You went one for 16. That's not who you've been, who you are. Right? Yeah, so you know, you- I, I feel like I'm a shooter. And, uh, you know, Coach Pope has, has done a really good job to really try and instill confidence in all of us. You know, and he's made it a point. If you look in these NBA playoffs, like some of these big plays, some of these game-winning plays down the stretch are, you know, Quinn Cook hitting threes, Fred Van Vliet hitting threes, you know, the guys that aren't the superstars. And so that's been really eye-opening for me, you know, that I, I realize that I'm not in this role that, you know, I'm not going to, you know, be having a, a, a lot of shots, you know, but those shots that I do take can be, you know, you know, huge for our success. And so I'm really just trying to, you know, develop that confidence over the, over the summer, that repetition, so that when the season comes, like, I can be in a position where, you know, coach can put me on the floor and I can confidently stand up and hit a shot. Yeah, everyone assumes, I, hey, Vegas says the Lakers are going to win the title. Well, who else do they have? Besides LeBron James and Anthony Davis, those are two great players. But as we saw, uh, you get an injury here, injury there, it changes the game, right? Um, also, the the three point line has moved back. How do you think that will affect you and and this group? That's yeah, it's it's a it's fifteen <laughs> inches, right? It's yeah, nice. I think I think that we're all kind of curious to see you know how it's gonna how it's gonna translate. You know, I think for me, I think of it defensively, like how am I gonna guard different because of, you know, my guys, you know, picking popping or whatever. But for all of us, we're just trying to get used to it, you know, just, uh, you know, a few feet back and just now's the time to, to get used to that line and to get a lot of shots up. What's your typical summer day and summer workout like? I know you talked about shot tracker, but walk us through the typical day for you as you get ready for the season. Yeah, well, you know, under the circumstances now of, you know, being able to work out with coaches for however many hours a week, you know, we're spending time with the coaches, you know, in groups, trying to, you know, focus on the defensive side of the ball. We're really trying to, uh, you know, learn, you know, learn these principles on defense, a whole, you know, a whole new defensive philosophy for us and personally for me. And then, you know, we're shooting the ball a lot in these workouts and then trying to get these shot tracker shots outside of these workouts, um, as well as we're in the weight room, you know, four days a week, trying to, you know, work on our bodies, trying to get faster, stronger, better. You know, that's been a big focus for me being an undersized post player. Like I really want to be able to hold my own down low as well as being able to be agile enough and quick enough to guard on the perimeter as well. So that's basically what our, you know, what a day looks like for me trying to get a lot of rest, but you know, it's, hours and hours in the gym and it's going to be you know it's going to be worth it who's impressing you in terms of uh what they're doing this summer among uh, your teammates yeah you know i think uh jake personally for me because you know it's been a couple of years since i've you know seen jake every day in the gym and i think that he's going to be great for us this year but another guy that has really stood out to me is uh zach Celius. you know he's working on his body he's getting stronger he's getting bigger you're going to see a whole like whole new like athletic zach Celius that you you might not have seen before um and connor harding connor harding is you know he's he's a dog he gets in the gym he works and so i'm really excited i you know i could go down the line of all of our guys we've all put in a lot of work gavin you know all those guys so you know, we've all been pushing each other. You know, this is going to be something special this year, and BYU fans should be excited about it. Dalton, it's been a while since you've been in Studio B, 
Have you signed our Sailor Coog flag? Oh, I, I, I mean, I. You've signed flags before. I, have, I just can't I remember if you've signed. You this were single one. when you signed. Yeah, it. that's true. As a married yeah. man, signature <laughs> changes so much when you get married. You know. Just in case, <laughs> would you sign our Sailor Coog flag love again? Okay, give our best to Taylor as well. I will. Looking forward to her playing. Dalton Nix, let's give him some BYU Sports Nation karma. Absolutely for marriage for the shot tracker as well, <laughs> and the marriage tracker. Okay, coming up, the sandwich you never knew you needed but can't live without. And is there an answer to how BYU football will use backup quarterback Jaron Hall this season? Is he another Taysom Hill? What? This is BYU Sports Nation. Stop. Welcome back on a Friday, BYU Sports Nation in the studio, Bizzle. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. We just talked to Dalton Nixon, and he has... A relationship of sorts with Nick Nurse, the head coach of the NBA Finals champion Toronto Raptors. Now, wait a minute. Can you have a relationship with somebody if you've never talked to them in person? Has he? Maybe he has. Just download the yeah. podcast. He has a connection. Listen to the interview. Yeah, yeah why, why he's all in on the Toronto Raptors and their head coach, Nick Nurse. Yeah. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. According to an initial report in the Salt Lake Tribune yesterday, BYU junior wide receiver Neil Pau arrested on suspicion of DUI on June 8th by BYU police. Pau has pled not guilty to those charges as of Wednesday. On media day, junior defensive tackle Kyrus Tunga told the Salt Lake Tribune he plans on going pro after this season, saying, that's my mentality, that's what I'm going to going for right now. Also saying, we will see how the season goes. Tonga 6'4", 325 pounds. He's lost... 15, 20 pounds, uh, actually 25, 25 pounds. 25 pounds. So sorry, he would be down to 315. Uh, 49 tackles, 8.5 for loss in two seasons. Congratulations to Peter Quest for Perfection, named to the Division I Ping All-American second team on Thursday by the Golf Coaches Association of America. The dude's going to play on the PGA Tour. It's just going to happen. Quest, also the West Coast Conference Player of the Year and All-Region honoree. He won five tournaments during the season. His teammate, Junior Rhett Rasmussen, named All-America Honorable Mention. Now, the way the season was going for Peter Quest, I thought he's gone after this year. I think the way it finished, maybe he comes back. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. And in AAA, former Cougar Brennan Lund went 3-for-4 with a home run, two RBIs, and a 12-11 Bees win. That's uh, Pacific Coast League Baseball right there, 12-11. Lund has six jacks this year. Yes. Salt Lake Bees host the Fresno Grizzly Bears tonight. Brennan Lund is the starting center fielder for the team that is the farm club for Mike Trout and the Los Angeles Angels yeah, of Anaheim. I think you're going to have to play a left or right field, Brennan. I'm not sure. <laughs> you want to go to the majors. How about six home runs, though? It's been fun That's to good. watch his development. He's been a star from he's the moment been a, he entered into minor league baseball. He's not been a power hitter, so six uh, in AAA is fantastic. Yeah, he's, he's been productive at all levels. It'll be fun. I think at some point he's going to get a shot. He'll, he will yeah, play I major league so. baseball at some point. I hope so. All right, Jer- uh, Jerem. I almost called you Jaron. Holy cow! I get it. No, because I'm used to. No, no. I'm used to this because we're s- talking about Jaron Hall. Yeah. When I order food, I just say Jordan now because of that. And I'm with you. I I know this. I, I hear you it's do fine. this all the you time. You know me very well. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jerem. Let's talk about Jaron yeah. Hall exactly. and his curious case. We asked. Jeff Grimes, Kalani Satake, and Greg Rubel all this week about how he is going to fit into the BYU offense. And they're not sure. They're trying to figure it out. That is the challenge to get an athlete like him on the field when you have Zach Wilson 
your incumbent starting quarterback, who is clearly the guy. So how does BYU use Jaron Hall? Now, the question uh, started up because you have a Taysom Hill on the Saints where it's like, okay, here's an athletic quarterback. I would say he's more than athletic. Like, he's the freakiest quarterback specimen perhaps ever. Like he was he was great, yeah, t- Taysom. But he, so with Jaron Hall, Jeff Grimes said to us uh, earlier this year, He's such a good athlete. Uh, we ought to consider, you know, looking around. So we're like, wait, what? And then I said, are you saying you would use him in other ways? He said, well, I'm not going to give away the playbook or the strategy, right? Yet, um, that's an idea, right? And I said Friday, I do not want to use Jaron Hall in in a regular non-quarterback setting. Why not? Because he's the backup and he's one play away. He needs to be on headset. He needs to be plugged into the play calls. He needs to be in quarterback mindset. You can't have him running a route or thinking about blocking schemes as a running back when he's one play away from having to run the offense. I just want him focused and ready. Now, I'm saying a regular thing, right, where he's on the field several plays a game. If it's a play or two and it's tricky, that's different. Now he can... Uh, you know, diverge from the quarterback mindset for a moment. But I want him ready to go because, look, if something happened and things happen in football, you hope that Zach Wilson stays healthy. We already know he has a torn labrum in his left shoulder. I want Jaron Hall ready to rock, like really ready to go. He was really good in spring football with Zach Wilson out repairing his right shoulder, and that has caused the BYU coaches to say, Okay, um, we, we've got something here, so how do we utilize it behind Zach Wilson? Would you be okay? And I know this is so cliche, so I almost hate to do this, but I, I can't really think of a, a, a different scenario than this. 2006, Florida football, Urban Meyer has Chris Leak as his main guy. Chris Leak probably takes 80-plus percent of the snaps for that Florida football team that wins the national championship. But they bring in a freshman named Tim Tebow in goal line situations just to mix things up because he's a freak athlete at quarterback and, and presents a totally different dynamic to opposing defenses. Would you be okay with something like that where Jaron comes in and can pass it? He's not a wildcat quarterback per se, but he can pass it. He can do the things that Tim Tebow did. He's a dual threat option inside the red zone, different than Zach Wilson. Uh, they did this against Boise State, and, and Jaron lost yards. Yes, he was. It was his first play as a yes. collegiate. So, so BYU quarterback. already did that. Zach Wilson is not Tanner Mangum. Zach Wilson is a runner if he wants to be. I get it. In fact, I think Zach Wilson ran for like a thousand yards in high school or something. He is a runner. I don't see why you would need to bring in Jaron Hall unless you put two quarterbacks in the backfield. Jaron's the running back, and you. Give some kind of look, just a just a. Maybe a he's just a decoy. Sure. Maybe he's just a decoy. If it's a one-off, I don't want a regular thing in the red zone, though. I don't want regular anything with Jaron Hall as a non-quarterback. That's what I'm saying. If it's a player two here or there, that's fine. We asked Kalani Satake about this during BYU Football Media Day on Tuesday, and he responded this way: Allowing him to compete for the quarterback position is going to be really important for his. Um, progress as a quarterback, and that's what we brought him here to do is be a quarterback. And Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, showing everyone that you only have to really have one year to play, and um, you know to make a difference. And so I, I think he's got the opportunity to. First of all, we want him to compete, and the next thing is, is we know what he brings to the table with his leadership, and um, so we're, we're, we're focused on him as a quarterback. He will always be a quarterback here, and um, and and. But I think it'd be crazy for us not to try to use him in other ways. But he is not a a um, what do you call it, a wildcat type of quarterback? Okay, so he's telling us no. 
but we're open to a couple plays. Jaron Hall is a quarterback, but we'd be crazy, that the word of Kalani Satake, to not try and figure out how to use him in some other places. But what are those places? Yeah, and I don't think it's that often. Look, Kyler Murray was the backup to Baker Mayfield. Oklahoma didn't say, hey, Kyler Murray's great in space. Let's use him in the slot. They had him ready to go. So I, I think in the same way, obviously, Zach Wilson's not Baker Mayfield, but I think Zach Wilson is a versatile guy. I, I don't see the need to replace him very often. It, I think the only way you replace Zach Wilson is if he's injured, and I hope he's not. Well, Greg Rubel was also asked the same question about how to utilize Jaron Hall, and he referenced his conversation with Jeff Grimes. But Jaron Hall deserves some, too. He said he's one of the best skill guys on the team, and he said our challenge as an offensive staff is to figure out ways to use him. So he really loves what he has at the top two quarterback spots right now. And as we've talked about, it's been a while since BYU's just had to use one guy at quarterback uh, for, for 13 games. It was Taysom Hill in 2013, knocking on wood as Jerem yeah. Jordan. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, whether or not they need him for health or otherwise, Jaron Hall's going to find a way to do something for BYU this next year, and that's exciting too. So he really loves what he has at quarterback. Greg Rubel quoting Jeff Grimes about Jaron Hall. I get the desire to use him, but look, since uh, Max Hall, so beyond Max Hall, right? 2010, 11, 12, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, BYU's had to use multiple starting quarterbacks due to injury. So that's why I'm a very hesitant to put him in a position to get hurt unnecessarily. Yet, he could thrive and help your offense. So hopefully BYU's weapons elsewhere are good enough and you don't feel the need to use Jaron Hall elsewhere. And where is Bo Hodge in all of this? He is still a running back and had a couple surgeries in the offseason. That's the latest I've heard. I don't, know, I don't know otherwise. Because the quarterback room right now, as far as we understand, is Zach Wilson, Jaron Hall. And then it's an or at third string. with Joe Critchlow, Baylor or, Romney. Or Baylor Romney. That's what the depth chart said. And ba- Yeah, so... Joe Critchlow's a little ways off of playing right now. Baylor Romney is a guy that's in the mix as well. Okay. Sophomores and freshmen, by the way. All those guys. There's not a junior or senior in the group. How about that? Coming up, Greg Rubel and Canada fall victim to the BYU Sports Nation conference. <laughs> I was hoping we'd go with that angle. And should the BYU basketball team have a side gig as professional movers? Efficient moving, my friends. Hashtag this is next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Watch it on BYUSN.com or the BYU TV app. Listen on the BYU Radio app or where podcasts are found. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. This is our question of the day. Who's going to be the best offensive player for BYU football in 2019? At Coco.Nut7, answers on Instagram, I'd love to see Talon Shumway get more targets. Mm -hmm. He caught everything thrown his way last season and could have a great year. Yeah, I I think he's a guy that you would put in the upper uh, three there of receivers expected to be good. I I would go Gunnar Romney, and I'd put Aleva Hifo in there. There's there's my – I think those guys should be the top three group. Yeah, are any of those guys the outstanding side dish to the main course of Zach Wilson? So good that it makes you think – Oh my gosh, does BYU have somebody better than Zach Wilson on offense? Is that is that even possible to happen this year? I don't think among the receivers that will happen. I think that hardly anyone could actually do that. Like if Lopini Katoa has a fifteen hundred yard season then maybe. and Zach has a sub three thousand. Are you talking total season, yards or like rushing yards? Rushing. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. It's time. Either, and we haven't done this in a very either. long time that we whip out the hashtags and play hashtag this. Presented by BYU Sports Nation says hashtag this. Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Ben Bagley, let's have some fun with hashtags. What do you have for us at number one? Hashtag this, guys. Members of the BYU Hoops team unpacking the Nick Robinson moving van in under 38 minutes. Yeah, that's impressive. Hashtag who needs an elders quorum now? Uh, Nick Robinson, 38 minutes. The assistant coach, some of the players were there. Now, not all the players were there. Why wasn't everyone there? That's the question I have here. And that's my hashtag. Where's the rest of the team? <laughs> I see what? Zach Selyus? Is that Jesse Wade? Connor Harding? Jake Toulson? Taylor Miller? A couple, two guys I don't know. Mark Pope's there. Where, hey, where's Cody Feger? Where you at, man? <laughs> where's Cody? Where's, where's, where's Chris, Chris Burgess? Burgess? Where, hey, yeah. where, Come where's on, Dan guys. Austin? Luke Worthington? Uh-huh. What, at, what happened? TJ, Nick. What's going on, guys? <laughs> Yoli and TJ. Hey. <laughs> What's up? Yoli, you weren't feeling the moving uh, van? Okay. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Number two. Hashtag this. The game day enhancements with the Cougar Canyon experience this fall. Hashtag next level. I'm very excited about this. Uh, BYU announced earlier in the week, uh, new game day experience for the fans on the west side in the street. Uh, Canyon Road, hence the Cougar, Cougar Canyon. Canyon. Okay. Uh, bands, DJ, food trucks. Cougar Walk's going to go through there now instead of the other side. Hashtag next level. I think this is an upgrade. Hashtag tailgate time. BYU has been without a real tailgate scene forever. Yeah. Is this now the time that BYU has what feels like a real tailgate outside of their home football games? Well, my question is, do the true tailgaters have to teach Sunday school the next morning? That's a big thing. Also, BYU doesn't have alcohol. That's like connected to a typical tailgate experience. But... This uh, tailgate guys, I think they BYU teamed up with them. They're providing some really cool thing where you can rent stuff. You don't have to bring it all. You can rent it. They'll deliver yes. food and stuff. It looks really cool. Okay, the tailgate. Okay, I, I, you bring up yes. There's no alcohol BYU, but there's caffeinated soda yeah. and meat for everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's good. Bring that brisket. This, this is this is going in the right direction. Uh, BYU fans don't have the tradition of being there crazy early and crazy after other than sitting in traffic. Like, besides that, are they going to hang out? I hope so. I think it'd be a fun uh, thing. I'd love to go after the game and go hang out there uh, after and know that people are going to be there for a long time. Number three. Hashtag this. Two Zags get drafted last night in the NBA draft. Hashtag good for you. (laughs) Uh, First time for Gonzaga ever doing that. That, That's great. They had two great players. Cool story. Rui Hachimura, Brandon Clark, both out early, which is fantastic. So what does that mean? Gonzaga will only win the league by three games instead of five now. Yeah, hashtag who cares, they'll reload. (laughs) Next, number four. I don't think they'll be as good, but they'll still be good. Hashtag this. Mike Leach, suggestion. When purchasing fireworks. <laughs> okay, uh, the Cougar alum and current Washington State head coach tweeted the following. It's a picture. It says, guys with an eye patch and three fingers sell the best fireworks. <laughs> Hashtag be careful. Be careful. Hashtag Mike Leach is a national treasure. Yes, he is. He's one of the best follows on social media. Put him in the Smithsonian now. Just, like, give him a room in there. BYU alum, baby. Mike Leach, a national treasure. Didn't play football here. Fun fact. Number five. Hashtag this. BYU women's soccer coach Jen Rockwood hanging out at the Women's World Cup. That's really cool. 
uh, in France. That's awesome. Hashtag repping the karma. Mm. So the United States is really good. They're probably going to win anyway. But uh, seen here with the Pacific women's uh, head coach. So that's that's how WCC represents too. Hashtag will somebody score on the United States this World Cup? They are witnessing something pretty special right that's now. That's right. Their goal differential is extreme. 18 to nil. 18 nil through three games. Yes, the games Car- will become Lloyd is golf clapping. more difficult, but will anybody score on Team USA? Jen Rockwood's watching uh, a remarkable run right now. All right, last one. Oh, and I've been looking forward to this one. It is getting about lunchtime. Hashtag this, KFC announcing a Cheetos chicken sandwich. <laughs> Hashtag no thanks, I'm an adult. <laughs> No, thank you. The older I get, the less likely I am to eat Cheetos. You wouldn't eat a Cheetos chicken sandwich? Oh, I'd eat it, but I wouldn't. I don't think I'd like it. Hashtag Frito-Lay money grab. This is a brilliant move by KFC to hook up with. Is this paid for by them? We're what showing I a lot of pictures. is the best Frito-Lay chip out there, Cheetos. Also gluten-free, if you were wondering. They're amazing. Yes, it I makes perfect glu- sense to me. I want more gluten. Hashtag Frito-Lay money I grab. high fructose syrup and gluten. Give it to me. You know, I feel discriminated against when I go and I'm like, I want, what are the things with the most gluten? Oh my Tell me goodness. that. Anything with wheat in it. There you go. Yeah. Trust me, I know. <laughs> my dad growing up is like, here's the homemade bread. I was like, this actually tastes really good. <laughs> Okay, coming up. How, how old your grandpa or your dad? Yeah. <laughs> how, old is, how old was your dad back he's from, then? He's from the South. You don't, you don't understand. <laughs> coming up. It's just a wheat Heels. Oh, BYU golf getting recognition. <laughs> the end of the show is gluten-free, I promise. The South will rise again. I'm like, what? Be quiet. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Shout out to today's guest, BYU basketball senior Dalton Nixon and his friend Nick Nurse. Not really, he wasn't a guest. He was not there, there is a connection. Those on demand via podcast, BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Let us whip it. Whoops! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Junior wide receiver Neil Powell. Yes. Neil Powell was arrested on suspicion of driving under the influence by a BYU police officer on June 8th. He pled not guilty on Wednesday to a Class B misdemeanor. This according to the Salt Lake Tribune's Jay Drew. On media day, junior defensive tackle Kyrus Tonga tells the Salt Lake Tribune he plans on going pro after this season, saying, quote, that's my mentality. That's what I am going for right now, end quote. He also said, We'll see how the season goes. Tonga, 6'4", 325-pounder, has 49 tackles, eight and a half sack, or tackles for loss, rather, in his two seasons at BYU. Golf. Peter Quest is a Ping second-team All-American. The West Coast Conference Player of the Year was an All-Region nominee, won five tournaments this season. Junior Rhett Rasmussen, also honorably mentioned as an All-American as well. Cougars in the minor. In AAA baseball, former Cougar Brennan Lund. Three for four with a home run and two runs batted in and a 12-11 to 11 Salt Lake Bees win. Lund has six home runs this season at the AAA level. The Bees host the Fresno Grizzlies tonight. Cougars in the Major League. Taylor Cole pitched a scoreless inning in relief in the Angels' 7-5 loss to the Blue Jays. Tennis. BYU men's tennis announces the signing of 
Mateus Lecce and Jack Barnett. Lecce's from Sao Paulo, Brazil, and was Brazil's top-ranked under-18 player in 2016, won a national title in 2017. Barnett is from Down Under and won the Australian gold under-18s. Softball. Gordy Bravo went one for three in the Cleveland Comets 5-0 win over the Beijing Eagles. Bravo contributed one of the team's four hits. Soccer. Your World Cup date. The United States women's team beat Sweden 2-0 in the final game of their group stage at the Women's World Cup. They Ah. outscored their three opponents in group play 18-0. BYUSN's secondary team, the Netherlands, beat Canada 2-1 to yesterday. Make that correct. The Netherlands wins the group. Not surprisingly with the karma. Both the United States and the Netherlands will play in the round of 16. The United States takes on Spain at noon Eastern on Monday. The Netherlands takes on Japan on Tuesday at 3 Eastern. Good luck. Rui Hachimura, we're coming for you. Today's rise and shout outs now. Jaron, for me, saw something really cool on social media last night from Albert Pujols. Remember when we could have seen his 600th home run? And, don't, don't remind me. And didn't get to don't, see that. No, anyway, seriously, don't remind me. Albert Pujols finds a special needs young man on the front row of uh, the Angels game against the Toronto Blue Jays. He's wearing a Pujols jersey. Albert comes over, takes off his own jersey that he played in, signs it, and then signs the jersey that the kid's wearing as well. Very cool. Parents are crying. That's oh, awesome. an amazing scene. I love that from him. My rise to shout-out goes to the Harvey and Cassidy Longy family who welcomed their first child yesterday. His name's Rad, R-A-D. What a cool name. Remember, the Longies were in a serious car accident October 13, 2017. Great to see them doing well. Congratulations on their first child. Our question of the day, who's going to be the best offensive player for BYU football in 2019? The Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years from at MadCougar86 on Twitter. I think Tyson Williams and Emmanuel Isupa will be the best players Whoa. on offense. Whoa. Those are strong, fast bodies. Isupa is the power bulldozer, and I see Williams catching from the backfield, and he has that SEC physique and experience. Hashtag lightning and thunder. I hope they're fantastic. Sorry to Dennis Pitt, I ran out of time. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Lenny Gomes. Or is it Lenny Gomes? Nadia Gomes? It's not Nadia Gomes? Okay. We'll see you on Monday for BYU Sports Nation at noon Eastern. Go Cougs! Holler.